my argument always comes down to the fact that trust is an act of choice. And if there's one thing I've learned is that when I release the illusion of control, because I promise you it is very much an illusion, if I release the illusion of control and certainty to surrender into the unfolding, that is when things end up working themselves out. Plus, your partner wants your trust more than nearly anything. And when you can open and lean into that trust, it's like oxygen that will fan the flames of the relationship. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, writer, and speaker with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. We boldly explore relationships, connection, and the nuances and complexities of the human experience with compassion, honesty, and a sense of humor. With both solo episodes and highly curated guests sharing incredible stories, experiences, and expertise, the Room to Grow podcast takes the entire idea of growth to the next level all while covering the uncomfortable topics many of us would like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today we are going to be talking a little bit about how to deepen love and trust in your relationships. And even if you aren't currently in a relationship, I think that you will probably find some a lot of things in this episode useful to apply not only when looking at yourself and your own relational patterns, but how to set yourself up beautifully for whenever your, your next relationship um, comes forth. And I'm going to give you some specific examples in this one. And, and these are ones that it, it's interesting. I, I really struggled with these um, over the years. And it wasn't until I started making some really big shifts inwardly that things started to change drastically in my relationship. So the example that I'm going to give here is so typically in a relationship, one partner tends to be perhaps geared a little bit more towards closeness and connection. And the other one can sometimes be a little bit more geared towards um, a little bit more freedom. And I don't really, I, I don't teach about stuff like polarity. Um, I've had guests on this podcast who've talked about polarity beautifully, and I think that it can be a really useful tool. I do not, however, think that it is the entire picture, and that that's why I don't teach on it. So I'm not labeling this as like masculine feminine. It just tends to be that one can usually err a little bit more one direction. The other can lean a little bit more towards um, connection. So the, that connection sort of versus versus freedom part. And I have been on both sides of that equation too. So there have been times where I have been the one in a relationship who needed more space. And there have been other times where I was the one who uh, was really deeply seeking more and more connection to the point of, of having a lot of, of anxiety about it. And the thing is, is that, you know, taking space in a relationship can feel like, like a threat. And, and I want to define what's, what I mean here by space. I'm not talking about space like taking a break from the relationship. I'm talking about, you know, going out with your friends as opposed to with your partner once in a while, um, going for a walk by yourself, like doing something to fill your own cup by yourself or or with your friends, something that doesn't involve your partner. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about taking space if for, for this particular example, okay? So, and if for this example, I'm going to kind of refer to... Um, because it's sort of like the most recent example that I've that I've come across and, and the one that I leaned more towards was I'm going to refer to um, 
uh, if we're talking about heterosexual relationship, because that's the only personal experience that I have, but this could be applied to absolutely any human, um, I'm going to be talking about the man being the one who needs more space, just because that, that can tend to be a little bit more common, but it is certainly is not always. Again, I have been, I personally have been a little bit more on both sides of this equation, so I hear it from both sides. But if your partner comes to you and lets you know that they want to go out with uh, their, their, their friends, that they want to go out and, you know, do something to fill their own cup, that they are feeling super drained, whatever it is, I want to encourage you to give that to your partner. Give that to him. And years ago in past relationships, I, I used to freak out about that. I used to feel abandoned or I took it personally or I thought that my partner was mad at me or that we were, um, you know, the, the giving, giving him space would lead to our ultimate demise in the relationship. It, it felt very threatening to me. Now I do whatever I can to support my partner in fulfilling that need because I recognize so deeply that I get a happier, healthier and more fulfilled man in return. And the bonus to this is that, selfishly, my needs will be far better filled if he is taking care of himself too. Like, we, both parties in any relationship need to fill their own needs. And, and filling your own needs is, is your responsibility. Your energy is yours to manage. And you are the one who has to recognize when you are feeling drained. You need to take care of that. Yes, sometimes it's going to mean coordinating more with your partner um, if you need time apart or something like that. And, and we're going to talk about that more. But what I sometimes see happening is that if if one partner asks for a little bit more space or, or you know, wants to go do their own thing or something like that, it can be very easy to quickly label that other person as avoidant or, um, you know, just, just treating it to use, bringing like a single, something like attachment theory into it to call them out on being avoidant and uh, treat them as though they're, they're not an, an equal party in the relationship, that they are not equally as invested in the relationship as you are. And that's really problematic. I, I've talked before on this uh, on this podcast about how I feel about labels. It's actually a really popular uh, episode that I've done about that. I'll, I'll reference it in the show notes for you. But this is something that we need to question because if we are if we're busy pointing a finger at someone else, there's always three more pointing back at us. So we have to look inward. If our if our instinct is to call someone out on something else, we need to hold that mirror up to look within to see how it might be reflected back within us. What parts of us do we maybe need to closer examine or work on as a result of of this situation that is coming up to give you that opportunity? And here's the other thing. If if your partner takes care of of himself, he if he go if he goes and does the thing, if he you know, goes out with the guys or, uh, I don't know, goes fishing, whatever, whatever it is, whatever floats his boat. <laughs> if he goes and does the thing and you have so-called given permission for him to do that, okay, I'm, I'm just using, I'm just using this phrase loosely, loosely as an example. And then he comes back from his outing, but you're always miserable upon his return or giving him the cold shoulder because you're kind of shunning him that like, ooh, like you left me for the day. Like sort of, we don't always want to admit this to ourselves, but sort of like a, how dare you go do that thing without me? Trust me, I've been there. I, I have been there in past relationships. That is not going to feel good for him. 
or for you for that matter, and he's going to be less likely to even want to spend time and connect with you upon his return, or he'll be less likely to take the time for himself that he really needs because it will probably feel to him like it's not worth the trouble while he simultaneously abandons himself and then resents the restrictions of the relationship that he feels upon him. These are not these are not good options. <laughs> these are not not good outcomes that we want to to experience. And when you instead grant him what he needs to give him, you know, the the space to do his own thing sometimes and whatever, and you take time to care for your own needs as well, it creates a beautifully mutually reciprocal relationship. And he will be excited to return to you. Otherwise, it can feel stifling and restrictive. But instead, if you actually start taking the opportunity to encourage him to take care of himself, and again, that goes both ways, you need to be taking care of yourself as well, it's actually giving him, you, and the relationship a gift instead. And sometimes maybe you might actually need to remind him how, how important you find it that he creates these moments for himself and, and have a conversation about how he can create that time, how you both can work together to create that space for each of you. Again, this is a two-way street. This is something that's necessary for both people in the relationship. And trust your partner to know what he needs to fill his own cup, just as I hope he would be able to trust you to fill yours. And if you don't trust him to take that time for himself, ask yourself what's underneath that? What's underneath that? Do you not trust the connection with him? Do you not trust him and what he is so-called getting up to while he's out of your supervision? Do you not trust yourself to handle his brief absence? I have to tell you, it, it, those can be some hard questions to answer. And I have been, again, I have been in relationships in the past where I did not want to answer those questions. I would have fought against answering those questions. I would have done almost anything to fight against answering those questions because I already knew the answers and I didn't want to, I didn't want to see those parts of myself. So this is hard. This is hard. But if you want to receive a fulfilled man, you need to grant him the space to fill himself. Again, and vice versa. And, and because I will always maintain, I, I did an episode um, back on episode 263 about the value in being alone on purpose, whether you're single or in a relationship, like cultivating some solitude for yourself, even if it's tiny little brief moments in time. I, I know, especially for your parents out there, it can be really, really tough to, to create that. But if you can create even just like five minutes early in the morning or you know late at night, whatever it is, to create that tiny bit of space for just you, that is so valuable. I really recommend checking out that episode um, to, to take a, a deeper dive into that. But ask yourself these questions. Ask yourself these questions. And, and here's, here's what I want to remind you of. You may have never learned that someone can need space and simultaneously still be deeply committed at the same time. You may have never learned that. You may have never had that experience before. And that's okay. That's okay. But I want to let you know that that experience is available to you. But sometimes we have to do the work within before someone else comes, comes around and teaches us that, that it's okay. And vice versa. 
sometimes, like, again, I always maintain that there's so much healing that takes place in relationship as well. And this can also bring up like things like abandonment wounds and stuff like that. And, and I've, I've got more coming on abandonment wounds. But for now, check out uh, episode 220, all about what self-betrayal looks like, and episode 352, the subtle ways that self-abandonment sneaks up on us. Both of those will do a deeper dive into some of the things that you can start to work on from within and how we can sort of start to show up for ourselves. But all of this really comes down to learning to trust your partner more, to deepen into trust. And and by the way, I, I really want to stress this. I always try to, to make note of this. None of this is applicable in cases of abuse, okay? Or, or if there has been like a really significant breach of trust or anything like that, it's that's going to take time to rebuild if both parties decide that they want to put in the work to rebuild it. But none of this is applicable in cases of abuse, okay? So I just want to make that super, super clear. But if, if you are in and otherwise, you know, relatively healthy relationship, how can you learn to trust your partner more? And I talked about this a few episodes ago that when I was starting to date my my uh, my partner, I was I was falling into overthinking, second guessing initially, like some of those things. And really, it wasn't about him. He was showing up for me in, in incredible ways and continues to. It was about me and my own self-doubt and insecurities and distrust of myself. And what distrust can often result in is trying to control a person or situation or outcome to try and make ourselves feel safer and insulate ourselves from potential pain. And it backfires. That usually ends up going one of two ways, okay? The first way <laughs> is that the other person might do what you want. If, if you're trying to convince them of a certain thing because you distrust them, okay, and and you, because of that distrust, it's fueling you to exert control over them to do things your way. The other person might do what you want, but it's going to be a bitter reward. And it will leave you more distrusting than ever because you'll likely believe, even on a subconscious level, that they're only showing up a particular way because you want them to. The second thing that will probably happen is that your distrust will push the other person away and cause a, an absolute chasm of disconnection between you. And honestly, generally, you'll end up with the latter sooner than later, even if initially the person does does do what you want them to do. Because <laughs> if, if they just cave immediately to whatever you want, you will probably end up feeling like they're spineless, that they like, lack boundaries, that they, they lack self-leadership all of which will create even more distrust within you, sometimes without you fully even being conscious to it. So that's really problematic too. This is why it's so important to continuously, whether you're in a relationship or not, build up your sense of self. And we also build up our sense of self in relation to others, whether it's it's romantic connections or platonic or otherwise. But really learning to open to trust, that's an active choice. That is an active choice. And I've got more on that, um, again, coming up on an upcoming episode. But I really want to stress that because it can be really easy to, to just expect others to meet us where we're at. And, and what that does is it actually kind of, we, when we do that, we sort of place ourselves up on a pedestal and then we wonder why no one can meet us. We're like, we're, we're, we're looking down on people, again, without really being conscious to it, and basically telling them, like, prove yourself. Prove yourself. 
And that doesn't feel good. Like that doesn't feel good to either party in that dynamic. And, and there's a beautiful quote that I love from Dr. Rachel Botsman. Uh, Trust is a confident relationship with the unknown. I did an entire podcast episode about that, episode 268. I highly recommend that episode as well about how to cultivate trust. But ultimately, my argument always comes down to the fact that trust is an act of choice. And if there's one thing I've learned is that when I release the illusion of control, because I promise you it is very much an illusion, if I release the illusion of control and certainty to surrender into the unfolding, that is when things end up working themselves out. That's when things magically seem to unfold. It doesn't necessarily always unfold the way that we want it to, but it's still going to unfold in a way that I believe personally is ultimately for your highest benefit, depending on what you choose to do with it. Plus, your partner wants your trust more than nearly anything. And when you can open and lean into that trust, it's like oxygen that will fan the flames of the relationship. And listen, not everyone is deserving of your trust. Okay. I am the first one to say that. Not everyone is deserving of your trust. I have been in relationships where there was deep, deep betrayal going on without my knowledge. Like I, I'm very, very familiar with what that feels like. And not everyone is going to be deserving of, of your trust, your openness, your vulnerability. And trust is still built over time. But again, this comes down to a self-trust piece of trusting that even if the other person breaks your trust, that you will still be fine. You will still be able to hold it down for yourself. You will still be able to move through it, to move past it, to thrive on the other side. Whether with that person or whether on your own, you will be able to have your own back. So this is why this is such a mirror, because if you are distrusting of everyone else, that ultimately points to a distrust within you. And yes, trust can, can still be broken. Even if it is built up beautifully over time, trust can still be broken. No one can promise you otherwise, but that's why it's called trust because there are no guarantees in life. And again, none of this is applicable in case of abuse. Okay. But I really want to ask you, like, how would you show up differently if you trusted your partner? If you trusted the connection, if you trusted the journey, the unfolding, if you trusted yourself, how would that change things for you? And how can you start oper operating from that space right now? Not trusting was always and, and, and has always been rooted in, when I've had moments of not trusting, it has ultimately always been rooted in my own self-doubt and insecurities and past pain, none of which had anything to do with the ways that my partner was showing up for me. And yes, sometimes people will break our trust. And this is where over, over time we learn discernment and boundaries and we go through the experiences that we do so that we can better gauge who we can trust and who we maybe can't trust as much. Not everyone gets to have a, a, a first class full access pass to your heart. <laughs> but that's why it's so special when you do let someone in and when you let someone in, that is a choice. So if you are making that choice and you want to expand the relationship, you're going to have to look at the ways that you're trusting people and that you are ultimately the ways that you're trusting yourself. So this is all a, really a, a huge exploration in terms of um, healing from within 
And I would love to talk to you about this more. If you want to work with me privately, I would love to hear from you. Um, so let me know. I'm going to put all the information in the show notes so that we can connect. We can talk about what your options are and we can discuss what, what next steps could look like for you so that you can continue to open and expand and to, to have the beautiful, healthy, fulfilling relationship that you're looking for, particularly starting with yourself. Because when you can work on that, that relationship first, no matter what your relationship status is currently, if you work on the relationship with yourself, there are a whole lot of other things that are going to fall into your life beautifully. Okay. So let me know how it goes. I'm over at Emily Goff Coach over on Instagram. Love to hear from you. Send me a message. Send me an email um, at, at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. I always love getting feedback. If you have um, things that you would like me to cover on the podcast, if you have a question you'd like me to answer, uh, please let me know. I'd love to chat with you and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more, one of the most common questions I get is where do I even start doing this work to create deeper connections and better relationships? I've got a free 15 page guide for you called Where Do We Begin? This is the very foundation that you need to start building healthy relationships with others and with yourself. This is my gift to you and multiple people have referred to it as life-changing. <laughs> you can find it over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or check the show notes to go download it and have it sent straight to your inbox. Thanks so much and stay tuned for more episodes weekly.